1: Hey, that's something else. We have our first Raptors blockbuster in some time. I don't think that the Jakob Pertl trade really counted. Myself, Samson Folk, Esfandiar Berheni, and Trevon Heath are here to talk about and maybe perhaps sit in the fallout of the OG Ananobi trade, which is what it will be called <laughs> with the New York Knicks. Uh, let's let's do the structure first, just so everybody knows. OG Ananobi out the door. Precious Acho out the door. Malachi Flynn out the door. Coming in. RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and a second round pick. Am I missing any structure based on you guys poking around on Twitter? No, that should be it. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh Trey, smile watch. Where are you? First first things first.
2: <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it's like a slight grin. Just because they did something. Like it's a it's a trade that like makes sense on paper. OG is like an expiring contract. It's unsure if you're if they were gonna be able to re-sign him. And RJ is someone that they've they've been around. He's been in he's been in their practice facility multiple times, so they must have a belief that his shot is going to to come around. Emmanuel quickly fits a humongous need, so I, I I get it. I'm just more shocked than 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 anything. I guess it's kind of funny
1: too because you're on smile watch but so is malachi right like darko was like you're kind of ugly when you don't (laughs) smile maybe he's got that he's away from the raptors finally has an opportunity to you know when mitchell robinson comes back isaiah hartenstein maybe there's an avenue for for malachi but i'd rather talk about og first and foremost i'll set the scene this guy despite not playing during the championship run is a champion with the raptors is there like best defensive wing of all time has a case for the best defensive player in Raptors history outside of like maybe a couple months of Kawhi Leonard. He has been an immense part of the organization forever, but this is the final manifestation of all the stuff that, you know, all the the things that got uh, Jake Fisher threats from Raptors fans was like, OG would never want to leave. OG was looking at the environment that he was in, looking at what he wants to kind of, try and turn himself into as a player, and there was friction between he and the front office. Last year, I heard that the Knicks offered three first-round picks in the future and for a team that would have been good, late first-round picks, and at that point in time, Evan Fournier. I think this package is significantly better. Also, Precious is in there. Malachi is in there. But I think as far as value, you lose an icon to some. He's a big deal. OG rocks. But yeah. the return, especially for an expiring, I think this indicates the very likely idea that OG was not re-signing with the Raptors. How do you guys, how do, how do you feel
0: about it, S? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm shocked for the most part just because I didn't think they would make a December trade. Um, I just felt like they were going to push it all the way to February and kind of wait until to just to see what's out there. But maybe because of New York's own kind of dire situation, I wouldn't call it a dire situation, but just because, you know, they lose Mitchell Robinson, they need an extra big. They also are dealing with the quickly issue, which is becoming a growing issue for them of them just not having enough minutes to kind of allocate for him, which is crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think there was a level of desperation from them to also get this deal done. So then you have, and also there's like the RJ Barrett equation of it. It's like, you know, some Knicks fans are very split on what RJ can be. And, and I'm sure we'll get into that in this podcast. But uh, yeah, I think I'm just shocked that it got done on December 30th, a day where it was supposed to be mostly Raptors versus Pistons, not Raptors versus Knicks trade, you know? but this yeah. is uh,
1: This saves the Mexico trip for Trey and I. Now we, we don't have to worry about any trades. We can do our racing on the beach and all that kind of stuff. Um, Anything you guys want to do, it's not, you're not eulogizing OG Ananobi, but he's a huge part of the franchise. This is what a lot of people listen to is this, what do you want to say about OG trade before, you know, he's on another team dressed in that Knicks blue and orange.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, That's it's, going to be weird. It's sad that it's to a team that like is somewhat sort of a rival, I, I guess. But, um, he was someone that like, sort of, I,
1: bro. They're entrenched in a lawsuit,
2: <laughs> the heaviest lawsuit <laughs> of all time over billionaires fighting over penny, Like doesn't move me.
0: Masai, Masai has a quote saying, "I don't care, I don't like the Knicks," and it still <laughs> got done. You know? uh, yeah,
2: I I think he was someone that I considered as a, a core piece and someone that fit around Scotty significantly and what they wanted wanted to do. He's one of the like one of the u- unique players in the NBA where he does. Even if you don't consider him at at a star plane or he even can get there, he does everything that a role player would ask at an extremely high level, and losing that will 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 be tough. It's probably uh, some of his skill set, especially his his defense, is something the Raptors are going to be searching for for a, for a long period of time. But the the trade he makes was sense. quite quitting a little bit though. Yeah, yeah when Jalen Brown got downhill on him late in game, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Two times in a row. I just finished watching the game. I was like, man.
2: "Brother, jump, up, jump at the right hand, please." <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I, I'm happy for him because he's he's gonna get a lot of opportunity also for creation on the Knicks as well because they all of those RG and quickly shots are are likely going to become more usage for him on the ball.
1: I think it's what OG wants for sure. Yeah, like that's that's my f- initial thing the really interesting part of this trade obviously is that the raptors probably have a considerable amount more of potential to get out of this um a lot of people look at quickly as you know kind of like an in vogue guy who could you know really pop off given more possessions and rj is a guy who got a lot of usage early stagnated and while i think that that stagnation is accurate and representative of what's happening in his game. It's not a lack of opportunity. He's still a guy who can definitely add to his game going forward. And OG, I think, for the most part, has added a lot of what he is going to add. Um, Precious Sechu is also really a wild card. I wonder how he ends up looking in New York. Malkai, I think, will mostly look similar, but it's a really interesting trade. I'll just say from my like the human side, OG was probably my favorite interview on the team. I OG was awesome. Uh, testimonials from like media or people in Toronto, people who had met OG. I think OG was like fantastic. I'm gonna miss him uh, talking to him for like that aspect of things. And then with Precious, both the guys I got a lot of laughs out of uh, are leaving. <laughs> Malachi, there wasn't that much, you know. That's your guy S. Um, but S, yeah. yeah let's, last things before uh, we talk about I guess the New York side coming back.
0: Yeah. I, uh. First of all, I bet Malachi. Um. You know, there's probably a little bit of like, oh, maybe I will get more opportunity in New York. I dot dot dot. Yep. Like maybe. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's 100%. opportunity there for. Um. So that's there. I also think same with Precious, just because like they also have a dire situation at the big man spot right now with Mitchell Robinson out. There might be a world in which like he is either their backup big or maybe Tibbs loves him enough to put him in the starting lineup at some point. I don't know. I have no idea. But ultimately, there's an opportunity there for him to actually carve out a rotation, you know, spot for himself. Whereas with the Raptors over the last week, it was seeming that, you know, he was kind of getting cut and cut more out of this rotation. So I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how the Raptors are going to work out this lineup. And maybe this is something we can talk about, just like what the the rotation and lineup is going to look with this new iteration of the team. But your point about them missing OG and his wing defense, I, it's going to echo for years, I feel like, just because it's so hard to find those types of players that can be these knockdown three-point shooters for you but also be really, really good defensive players, um, and it's sort of you're betting that RJ will eventually be not a hundred percent of that, but some percentage of yeah. that. And that I think that to that point, you know, I was just talking to Joe Wolf on, and he was like, "Oh, I I don't think this is a big bet on RJ," and I I actually think it is somewhat of a bet on RJ because you need him to turn into a really, really good either starter for you or a rotation player for you. Um, in order for this trade to to kind of make sense and obviously the quickly aspect is huge by the way the the one thing i'll say because i've been watching a lot of knicks games quickly will become a stud like an absolute stud i think i, I like he's there's got so the much confidence in that he's got the goods man and he's also a really great point of attack defender too so you're not seeing a, a massive drop off there at the guard spot he's a really really solid defender two-way player improving well, his I shot decision yeah go ahead yeah of course you can yeah
1: uh quickly and barrett for all the things that they aren't og and there's like the corollary that everyone has been repeating that the moment you trade og you begin the years-long you know journey of searching for him again at the very least quickly and barrett are two guys who can have shown that they play high minutes in really good defenses that's like That's the biggest aspect of this. That matters a lot to me. And I guess we'll see how they can grow in their respective roles. But to me, that's a huge deal. Yeah. 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 Okay. I agree.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I just, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thumbs up. I'm just still in shock yeah, to be honest with you. I know, I, I know like we're, we're supposed to jump in here and have like all these, these like fresh ready to go takes, but you're still trying to digest what just went down to kind of rationalize for yourself what works, what doesn't, yeah. what is the thing that pops out to you? The main thing for me is like quickly you got a guard. The Raptors were guard deprived. Um, And ultimately, maybe this provides a little bit more balance for your team this season. And maybe the next step here is, you know, within the deadline, which is today, you get a Pascal Siakam extension as well. Um, And I think that's the second shoe to drop
1: here. But who knows? Sometimes only one shoe drops, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, a quick thing, just because we got a seven dollar donation from James Sorensen. He says, Love the content, fellas. Can we get blessed with a quickly film session soon? He reminds me a lot of Maxi. Can we extend him now? I actually I presume S will have a film session out before I do. I will in the new year, <laughs> but I'm still in Saskatoon and I get home on the first. So uh yeah. Thank you for the donation, oh. by the way. Yeah. Oh but my God. um as far as like the defense, as far as the fit, I think that the Raptors' new starting lineup when everybody is in Toronto, you're starting quickly, you're starting Barrett, you're starting Siakam, um, mm-hmm. you're starting Scottie and Pirtle. As yeah. far as like floor balance, offensively, defensively, that works a lot better than what they currently have. I think that's also, you still get to keep Scottie in the defensive role that he's been thriving in. Pascal is guarding less guards now, more wings, and can switch on to some you know, forwards, depending on what Scotty is taking on that game. I think that's better. I think that RJ and quickly, the question is maybe, does that combo provide more defense than Gary and OG or Dennis Mm -hmm. and OG? That's the question that we start asking. And you get to keep, I I guess it would be nuts if Dennis is still starting. If Dennis is still starting, I'm like gobsmacked. But I, uh, (laughs) I, I hope that's the starting lineup. I think that it 100% shuffles the lineup in a way that makes way more sense. And quickly is the biggest thing to me in this trade. I know like RJ's the third overall pick. He's like going for 19 a game. He's only 23. There's he's supposed to have a ton of upside and I think he does. However, Mm. I do. I think he's got some upside still. I think it's uh, quickly is the guy who helps determine this. I think quickly is the guy who develops a significant amount of synergy with Scotty. And and Pirtle as well. And I think that's where a lot of this upside comes from. And I didn't think OG had the value to get those guys like this. I have qualms about not seeing Scottie and OG into the future. That was something I thought was going to happen. But I don't have qualms about seeing certainly quickly. And RJ, I know I watched a bunch of him with Team Canada. I know a lot of Raptors fans did more than they watched him with the Knicks there's uh, there's going to be some frustrations there, but he's also capable of lots of things on the floor. So we'll see him kind of work and improve may- slightly or a lot. I don't think he's done growing just yet.
0: Um, Trey, I'd, I'd, I'd love to kind of get your thought on RJ because like you're... you're i feel like you got a lot of opinions on rj and also like there are certain areas where he'll do really well on this team right like the transition stuff he's going to dominate with this team like there's different areas where he can't but uh, yeah i know you're you're an opinionated rj
2: man um like (laughs) sha has been fairly inconsistent throughout his career like like you said the transition stuff makes a lot of sense and i think he has more creation juice than, than og so the the potential of someone that can play off of Scotty, get downhill on a straight line in a more coordinated fashion, and has a a bit of passing feel as well. When he's putting the ball on the floor, it makes sense. Even like with with quickly, if your goal is to give Scotty the ball, allow him to be this post hub, you have a guy, you have two guys who have the feel to work with him and and operate similar because they have a player. I wouldn't say Julius Randle's the exact same player, but who operates within the set, the exact same spaces. So I think it's a it makes sense in terms of fit and even like the, the Pistons second second round pick is like pretty underrated. It's gonna it's basically a late first. So it, it yeah. gives you another opportunity to 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 recoup off of past mistakes and ideally get a younger talent on the team also. When did when
1: did like an early second is that cope? <laughs> like an early second is a late first. <laughs> you know, because like I uh, I in my mind I'm like it's it's an early second, like it doesn't pick. change.
2: What's what's the difference between 29 and 31?
0: malachi flynn and desmond bain (laughs) malachi flynn and desmond bain buddy that's what it's what's the difference (laughs)
1: yeah oh man but yeah i just want to take that so let's are you guys comfortable giving out grades in like really early does anybody feel Uh, that way i'll say i feel more positive about this one immediately than i did about the occupertl trade and Mm -hmm. the fact that because i'm not low on rj i think that I'm not like, oh no, he wasn't what I wanted him to be because I've been like, RJ is like good player exists in the framework for a few years. And I really like quickly. It seems like everybody likes quickly. Everyone thinks quickly has more to give. He's kind of a unique player in that sense that his potential, you know, it just seems like fans are higher on him than maybe the league at large, which is always an interesting thing. Uh, I'll go like, b plus with like could go a minus depending on rj and then i guess if quickly is like the next kentucky guard to go bananas to go absolutely crazy uh then this deal could go a million different ways but also precious on the other side he could be the next great player in the nba just as a heads up guys um yeah Yeah. that's i'll give that as my rating where are you at s
0: yeah, I think I'm going to go with a B. I When when the when the tweet initially went down and it said draft compensation, I'm like, oh, if they got a first, this is a great deal. Or if they got like a first and well, a second. Well, they basically got something. a late first. I go, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. Uh, but but when it came down that it was a second, and now to be fair, it's Detroit second. I was just like, oh, okay. Like that, the deal makes a lot more sense. To me at first, it was like, oh, it's, Raptors got so much for OG here. Um, but now the deal is sort of level, I feel, in terms of what they gave up versus what they give. Um, I think it's like you're betting that RJ is going to be a good rotation piece slash starter for you for the next couple of years. You're betting that quickly is going to become – the budding star i know blake shout out blake murphy he had that piece on sports saying like which are these guys who are going to take that next leap quickly was one of them which i i agree with um so for that part i would probably say it's a b it sucks to give up og it really does but maybe you know there, there was this line of thinking amongst raptors fans where it was like well you're not going to get a lot for pascal right now because of the expiring contract because of his age og is a much more in-demand player and you could potentially get something more for him in order to change the direction of this team. And I think this trade does that. So B to B plus for me. If quickly becomes a star, it's an A plus. So yeah, Trey.
2: Uh, I'm going to say A, considering the circumstances where OG's expiring contract, you're unsure if he's going to resign. You could have. Well, now your, we know. You yeah. yeah you could have put yourself in a situation where you're at the deadline, scrambling to try to get any type of return. So. You have Emmanuel quickly, a guy who seems that he can scale up. Every time he's been given opportunity, he's done fairly well with it. RJ, who can kind of do some of the same things OG OG was asked to do. And it keeps mm-hmm. a young core around around Scotty while still remaining somewhat competitive. So I think they, considering the circumstances, they executed fairly well, and they got more than I thought they were going to. Yeah.
1: I think like that's that's kind of the... You know, I see people in chat saying like, you know, Toronto fleeced, New York fleeced, one team lost, the other team lost. I think that this trade immediately is a win for the Knicks and a win for the Raptors, depending on how mm-hmm. the the proven commodities come back. Like, that's kind of where it is, right? Like, quickly. And like the big thing, right, is that the Raptors, this team had the least amount of pull up threes, the least amount of like made pull ups. That was like something that defined this team. they had a significantly lack of versatility in how they scored above the break in an NBA offense quickly, immediately supercharges that when he steps into more usage and given his track record as a guy who can score off the bounce like that. I think that he adds a dynamism to the backcourt that they haven't had for a while. And I know like Fred Van Vliet is a good guard, but he's, and he's more, polished as far as like running an offense getting the ball to a big than quickly is or has been in his career he's also way like quickly's way younger but quickly is way more dynamic yep. the raptors mm-hmm. have a chance to put two guys together in quickly and scotty and let scotty be the sun that quickly kind of orbits around where they can be like it's symbiotic they find a really good relationship there and rj yep. at only 23 has room to grow more comfortably into something and also there's kind of that like next contract or like second team thing where RJ isn't the third overall pick anymore. Yeah. RJ is just a guy on a contract yeah, playing for his hometown team, basically. Right. And he's asked to do, you know, a moderate amount of stuff. He can thrive within that framework, I think. And, mm-hmm. and as you mentioned, you know, however many minutes ago, like there's an obvious path for RJ who gets out and runs the floor. And like is a super strong finisher when going left and can dictate that more easily in transition you, you play next to scotty barnes you're going to be able to run out you're going to be able to get grab some easy points and the raptors are definitely going to rely on him when it comes to wing and guard defense and he's probably going to give you more than a few guys have been recently not more than og but uh yeah uh good you know what's
0: funny you know what's funny about this we're we're talking about how this might be a big bet for toronto right between rj between quickly even the second round pick like they're betting on some of these young guys to flourish it's sort of a bet for new york too because it's it's a huge, huge like you you get og who's a wing and expiring obviously fits your team incredibly but also you're betting on him being that guy maybe they do give him those extra on-ball reps that he wants um there is i think there's a little bit more room in the knicks offense to do that maybe that happens maybe he flourishes maybe he becomes that all-star that people in toronto expected for many years the same thing applies to precious which is like hey you have your opportunity here to crack a rotation to get minutes to become a consistent player and he also Has that extension coming up this summer too? So, like, this is a big bet for the Knicks too. I think who are we're probably a little bit on shaky ground this year in terms of like the injuries and you know middle of the pack Eastern Conference team and all that. It gives the Raptors a way to go younger. It gives the Knicks a way to double down on this current roster and see if they can you know squeeze a little bit more juice out of whatever they have now, right?
2: Yeah, from a Knicks perspective, I gotta assume that. This is like the first trade in, in something else that they're trying to, to build up because you're losing a, a a good amount of depth and minutes on your team. And yeah. um, Quinn Grimes has been so-so this year. So I, I would assume like the the next, even if it's next summer, is getting that next on-ball creator that can help with, with spacing as well, like a Donovan Mitchell, for example. And they mm-hmm. although they gave up a lot, they still have enough assets to pull something like that off.
1: Yeah yes that's that's a really big thing is that like these putting these in context with future decisions is what makes it because you look at the knicks you're like why do you trade like team control and upside for og as good as og is like they got the best player in the trade objectively but he's also probably not a player that like you know really radical radically changes their high potential outcomes and that kind of stuff however You get OG, and if you think, you know, CAA, you think you can keep him in New York, then you're looking at, like, we have Brunson, OG, Randall, and if we get that last guy, we're there. Like, I'm sure they think that. And so this OG, I think you can clearly see, like, this is an attempt at a first – this is a first step, and they'll be attempting that second step. And that makes, like, a ton of sense to me. Um, Those guys ask, Gary still starts their IQ? uh just i'll repeat my starting lineup and you guys let me know if you think it's the same for you guys but emmanuel quickly rj barrett scotty pascal siakam scotty barnes and Jakob pertle i guess also yeah yeah, are we all agreed on that yeah
0: yeah by the way that starting lineup is a big bet that this uh scotty shooting leap is real you know that, like whatever you're seeing here is like he can he can floor
1: for you also I do wonder because the dialogue has been for a long time is like if, you know, someone takes possessions away from Scotty, it's like, God damn it, what are you doing? You know, what about point guard Scotty? And they started leaning into it for like a few games. He's been averaging what, like what, 25, 11 and six for, you know, a handful of games this month. And now it's quickly and Schroeder are going to provide like, I think a lot of possessions, a lot of usage at the guard position. And maybe there's like a little bit less for Scotty there. And so Scotty slots into more so of that like wing role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting thoughts on that, fellas? Like, I, I think there's a war because quickly
0: is, and Trey, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, yeah. by the way. Um, I think quickly is a good off ball player too. So, like, there's a world in which they are more, you know, you said symbiotic symbiotic whatever um there's a world in which this works a lot better because he's so comfortable as an off-ball player brunson and quickly run these screening actions together that work really well i can see scotty and, and quickly doing that where quickly is the screener popping out you know these ghost screens that they run with og they could run with quickly as well um i don't know i think for the most part i'm, I'm okay with Where Scotty is at, and like what his usage is going to be, as assuming there's another guard. I sort of always assumed that there was another guard that was going to eventually be on this team. So you
1: have to be able to play with him. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Did you guys see Emmanuel quickly's tweet? Oh yeah. What did he say? What did he oh say? Oh my goodness. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> oh, I,
0: By the way, he's not a rental. I saw someone just on the comments saying uh R- quickly's R- gonna be a rental. This is this is you saying you are gonna pay Emmanuel Quickly whatever he wants in the summer. That's I yeah I hate hate to break it to you, man. But yeah, he's also he's R
1: F A. They can just match. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. whereas OG, Pascal, and Gary, none of those guys are RFA.
2: Yeah, I think he's Knicks so, will still have competition to to re-sign him like he's going to get paid yeah. a, a lot so you're betting on him leveling up with the the shot creation that, that he's going to be given and also the defense maintaining at a certain level
1: yeah it's i'm excited i'm really excited about the two-man game for quickly and scotty above all else i what i said about rj being able to find like a new spot for himself where he's expected to do moderate things and he doesn't necessarily have the expectations of, you know, third overall pick, the franchise is leaning on you, that kind of stuff. I think that's important. Do we have any qualms about Precious? We have a, a very good friend of ours who is like, he's, he's on a watch right now. We're like, brother, I hope you're okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's um, true. How are we feeling? Pre- Precious Achua, no longer a Raptor. That what, yeah. what is Masai said I have you for the next sixty six years or something when he traded for him, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, he is the, the no more nothing left from the Kyle Lowry trade, right?
2: That's it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, there's a good way to spin it. We turn precious into or it's fine.
0: But yeah, it precious into quickly.
2: I, yeah, yeah. I I'm I'm as considering like him being in the trade and not playing recently, like is a bet that Scotty yep. um at the five with the bench is like a viable option mm-hmm. moving forward, or they're making another deal for a better backup big, but um, like from the, from the Knicks perspective, it's another guy who could put the, the ball on the floor. If you believe that um, he can play more as a wing, which I think plays more into his strengths because ideally next season, Mitch, Mitch, Robinson will be back. If you keep him on the team, he'll need to occupy more wing type usage. I really like what he's done putting the ball on the floor and driving. And he's shown moments where he, he's been able to be a decent catch-and-shoot shooter, and the point-of-attack defense can stifle literally anyone in the NBA. So I could see it being a big swing for the Knicks also.
1: When Achua yeah. expressed his relief that the transaction was finally complete and he was ready to do damage with Toronto, Ujiri responded <laughs> by saying, You're mine now. Well, no longer. That's, uh, no that's longer. really... This is such a big trade, man. I was not expecting this. I was just hanging out. I I thought, like, the same thing that you said, S. I thought that this thing was waiting until, I don't know, like, February. I thought we were Mm going to get some stuff there. It is really interesting, as you mentioned, that it happened on the 30th. As everybody knows, this is the big day for Pascal Siakam, extension, etc. And Pascal, also a guy who's expressed interest in staying And also, as I've said, you've said, Trey has said, a lot of people have been, you know, reading the tea leaves on it as well, is that the OG stuff and the Pascal stuff, some of it played into each other. Mm -hmm. Like there's room for a certain there's room for a certain amount of wing possessions, initiation possessions in the lineup. Both of them are, are up for contracts and their contracts play off of each other. And. If Pascal was gone, maybe it makes it easier to say, like, OG, we're giving you a bag, and we're giving you possessions. With OG leaving, you know, Pascal, who already wants to be in Toronto, maybe it's easier to connect on something. I guess we'll see. Um, I know that the fan base, you know, has kind of been, like, topsy-turvy on Siakam so far this season. But it's – and I know a lot of people wanted the OG and Scotty future. But, you know, Pascal's the better player right now. OG has to keep improving – To get better than pascal pascal has to you know fall down a little bit to be worse than og and i guess we'll see what happens with both those guys going into the future and they get rj and quickly out of it and you know basically a late first it's a decent (laughs) trade
0: (laughs) do you do we think there's another trade coming uh, because I think there's some comments here saying like, oh, are they gonna move this guy or this guy? I I would be pretty shocked yeah, to be I, honest I don't, with you. I, I think, don't see it at all.
2: Yeah, I I was a bit shocked that they moved that many roster spots on, on the team. Mm-hmm. But, but but hey,
0: more Grady minutes. Yeah, apparently
2: that's that's assuming. that's fair. Maybe it's a, a sign but that they're we'll going they're they're going younger and making a decision. But like, if I were to choose now that you've traded so much so much talent. you're unsure of how quickly it's going to scale like you have to re-sign pascal and then see personally
1: yeah because i
2: uh as a
0: go ahead just no i was just gonna say it can't be a coincidence they made this trade today yeah i mean you especially given the fact that you're on a back-to-back i mean i'm not saying it's a big deal that you're on a back-to-back against the pistons and the losing thing and all that stuff like that's kind of noise that is bigger on twitter than it is in the actual like front office fear of things for them. But ultimately, it's just – it's too much of a coincidence that this final day where it was Siakam potentially being extension eligible, you make a big trade, a blockbuster trade, if you will, to kind of trade the other guy in the equation. I just feel like it's too much of a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe – who knows? I'll be stupid in 12 hours if they don't do anything. But Well,
1: it's also, you know, as the intermediary between fans and players and like the front office, like a lot of people – say things to me that they want to say to the front office for like you know um i got a lot over the past few years when the raptors it seemed like they might do something and i commented and i was like they didn't do anything a lot of people responded and say messiah is not done cooking so and he didn't end up doing anything those years but yeah. he started cooking he and he and bobby so i can't pretend to know what they're gonna do because i didn't know this was coming either so I'm not going to sit up here and be like, nope, I'm hearing, you know, from X yeah, and Y yeah. that I mean, they could keep going. It seems to me, like, as you said, if you're reading the the tea leaves as that doing it on the 30th seems to mean something. But I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. I have to hop on with uh, Blake Murphy. If anybody wants to listen to this kind of stuff on uh, the radio with myself and Blake, feel free. Um, Stay tuned for, I think, in the next week, the next Pull Up trade podcast. Go to the SDPN YouTube channel to get S's video breakdown on this trade, certainly, um, for all your content. And uh, Mike De La Rosa, who uh, was embroiled in a, a Twitter spat with Raptors Twitter once for saying that Darius Garland was better than Fred Van Vliet, just messaged me and said, now you got your version of Garland. Here we go, boys. Quickly is ready to light the thing on fire. Um, there we go. Make sure for anybody who's listening, like the video before you get out of here. Helps promote it to other people. Um, for myself, it's Fandiar Arberhani, Travon Heath, though know, we affectionately call Trey. Uh, we've been talking shop. Hope you enjoyed. And, uh, yeah, thanks for hopping in. Whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.
0: Quickly, twenty-four. We got a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Let's go.